You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 63. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant helping women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Now, I can only assume, and it's actually never good to assume, but in this instance, I'm going to assume that those of you listening to this episode have either used their smartphone at some stage today and or have also been on at least one social media platform. I mean, some heck, you've probably scrolled so much your finger's already hurting. You've read a ton of headlines, advertisements, but did any of those really stand out? You see, as a business owner, we need to be catching the eyes and ears of our clients long enough to make an impression. However, in a world where there is so much clutter, it's getting harder and harder to hold people's attention because everywhere we turn, we are constantly being bombarded with advertisements and each trying to outshine the rest. So in order for you to have a successful business, you're going to need to stand out from the crowd and you're going to have to deliver a marketing message in a way that none of your competitors are doing. If you're starting to rock in a corner because you realize you might not have a very strong marketing message, don't worry because in today's episode, I'm bringing on Melinda, who's going to share some awesome information about what is a marketing message, what are the benefits of having a clear messaging strategy, some of the mistakes businesses are making when it comes to market messaging, and she's also going to give us some tips on how you can start to make your own message stand out. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new on-demand business masterclass, The Ultimate Four-Step Framework for Creating a Sustainable and Profitable Business. In my 60-minute jam-packed masterclass, you will learn my signature four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting more cash. I'm also going to dive deep into the four big business mistakes that everyone in business makes and why they're keeping you from growing the sustainable and profitable business you want and what is working for businesses now, and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and or wrong. To sign up for my on-demand masterclass, simply head to bit.ly, bit.ly backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson, and we'll also have this link in the show notes. All right, but for now, let's jump into this amazing episode with Melinda. Welcome to the show, Melinda. Hello, and it's awesome to be here. Yes, awesome to have you here. I mean, we've only really, I think we've both kind of known each other, but we've only really recently connected when you reached out to me about a particular question and we hopped on a Zoom call, had a, had a quick chat, but it was through that Zoom call uh, that I knew I had to you know, have you on the podcast. I love your vibe. And it's one of those things, I guess, about the beauty of you know, making human connections with people and actually having conversations with people is uh, the internet does amazing things. But if you're just writing back and forth and don't actually get to know each other, then, you know, I think missed opportunity comes out. And it was a wonderful thing to hop on a Zoom call with you a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, now, you know, our friendship and our relationship is forming. So yes, I'm super excited to have you on board today. Awesome. You're so right. Like I've actually reached out to a few people that I've been in the same circles with online and, you know, maybe we know each other's names, but we've never had conversations and, you know, just 
reaching out and, and saying hello and letting them know that you appreciate their work and, you know, asking a question if you have one. I'm, I'm just amazed how well people really respond to that. And, you know, you were so willing to jump on a call and answer my question in more depth. And I've had other people do the same recently. And it's just, you know, we, we can't ignore that value of, of really connecting with actual humans rather than just, you know, profile pictures online. Totally. And I also think there's an element too of just, sometimes you just have to ask, right? Like, too too often I think people are afraid, well, if I ask them this question, what's going to happen, right? Are they not going to respond? I mean, are they not going to do this? But so many times, I mean, people, there's really actually a lot of good in the world. And um, I was just reading recently, now it was just on Instagram this week. And I cannot remember who it was. So I'm not... I can't give credit where credit is due. So I'm going to pivot that. But anyways, this particular lady, I think it's Alex, actually, she was going to a business chicks. It was definitely the business chick event that she was going to. And one of the things was, is that she just sent them an email and was like, Hey, do you guys have a photographer for this particular event? And they're like, no, actually we don't. She's like, well, I'd love to take images for you. And so, you know, just by her asking Mm. and reaching out and starting a conversation, she's now been able to start to form a relationship with business chicks and take their photos. And I mean, whenever you start to build relationships, you're going to ultimately see growth, you know, both for yourself personally, internally, and for your business, but equally you're going to be able to help others grow too. So I think there's a lot of magic again, I talk a lot about human connection and H to H marketing. People probably get sick of it by now. Um, including, uh, you know, I just had my event here in Brisbane yesterday where that was one of the core things that I talk about. And yeah, I think there's something to be said about, you know, just, just ask, just reach out because you never know what magic will form. Absolutely. That's, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for that. Exactly right. So now one of the things that I do with all my guests before we jump straight into the nitty gritty is I ask them a fun question. And so yesterday I was on Instagram, you know, cause everyone is freaking out yesterday here in Australia anyways, like, cause they're testing where in Australia we'll no longer see the likes, uh, the like count. And so I just thought it was interesting to kind of observe and see people quietly freak out and have their two cents about it. And I'll just have my little two cents right now. I'll just have a little rant about it is ultimately at the end of the day, in my opinion, you know, I've been asked a couple of times, you know, what is it? In my opinion is this, it's ultimately Facebook, Instagram, it is a freaking business people. Do you know what I mean? And organic reach is on the decline. Okay. So to me is this, I believe this is just another way for Facebook to continue to be a business. Again, very strategic on them as far as I'm concerned. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about the mental health side of things, you know, and what does this mean for people? And this is going to help teenagers with their anxiety and stuff. I think that's a component, but I think despite all of that, this is a a very strategic business decision via Instagram. So anyway, side note, I was on Instagram yesterday watching, you know, all hell break loose (laughs) and you, you know, stop me in my feed because oh really yeah so I was like oh I was like there's Melinda I was like what is she doing and you had a it looked like an apple but then I looked closely and you were (laughs) inhaling an entire tomato (laughs) I had to do like a double take I was like what is she doing because my question for you is uh despite when you're inhaling uh, entire tomatoes like like an apple what is your favorite all-time comfort food oh gosh (laughs) such a random post for it to connect with you, but all right, I'll go with it. (laughs) Um, look, I, I have a really guilty indulgence, which, so my all time favorite comfort food, uh, I'm almost ashamed to admit it, but it's, it's gotta be a good, like quarter chicken and chips, like, you know, charcoal chicken, 
leg piece. It's got to be the leg piece. But yeah, that would be my guilty. That, that would be your guilty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. No worries. But interesting. I say it's a green smoothie. Yeah, it's totally a green totally smoothie. Totally the green smoothie. So <laughs> no one ever really. You know, um, but it is funny that your photo stopped me yesterday. And because again, in a world, and this is what we're going to talk about. And what I talked about a little bit in my intro, right, was about clutter. And we'll get into that in a little bit more. But I do want to come back to your photo because it is that disruptive marketing, all right? And that even though, again, it wasn't necessarily a message, uh, marketing message per se, you still stuck out in a cluttered, you know what I mean, noisy environment. So we'll come back to that in a minute. But before we jump into, you know, five ways to make your marketing message stand out, tell us a little bit more about Melinda. Uh, What do you do? You know, a little bit, just a little bit, a little journey about you so that the listeners get to know uh, a little bit more about you before we get into this. Sure, absolutely. So I work with, Online business owners, particularly like in service-based businesses, you know, coaches, consultants, and, and online service providers who know that they are brilliant at what they do. They're the kind of people who know that they're that bit different and know that they've got what it takes to make it in this online world, but they're struggling with how to articulate the brilliance of what they do in a really strong and compelling marketing message. So how do I capture the brilliance of what I do and put it into words that's going to make the right people sit up and pay attention? So I basically help them to find the right words, like what they were trying to say only better. And yeah, just get them to stand out exactly like you said, stand out in a crowded marketplace and attract the right people who are going to be their ultimate raving fans and and ultimate clients. So And do you think, and we can talk about this more later too, but I guess you talk about specifically around server space. What, and I know that's like your specialty and your niche, but do you think e-commerce platforms and product-based businesses are just equally as important with their messaging? Yeah, absolutely. I think the strategies that you would use to to message around a product-based business would be different to a service-based business, but you still need to be able to connect with your audience. You're still writing, you know, product descriptions and all that kind of thing. You know, I don't think you would necessarily apply the the same strategies that I might use for a service, for example, because we don't need to convince people that they need to buy this candle because it'll change their entire life. You know, we're not going to try and solve their problems and overcome their pain with this, you know, with the candle. But it, we still need to have that connection. And I think you're a testament to that with Finley and me, that you were able to build a brand where you connected with women, you connected with mothers, and you connected with more than just selling products. You made it an entire experience. So I think you're an extremely awesome example of, of how messaging and connecting with people, knowing what's actually going to make them tick and what's going to pull and push those different levers that motivate them to to want to take that next step with you. That's messaging to me. So any business needs it. It's just how you actually apply it. it. No, 100%. And I know, again, with Finley and me, it was one of those things that you know, when we first started, we didn't have very great messaging, but as I got to know my ideal client a little bit better, what got them ticking, what didn't, because yes, they're buying, they were buying for their kids, but the person that was buying was the moms, right? So I really had to take a different approach and really go, hold on, if I'm building this community, which at one stage we had up to about 70,000 people on Facebook and we had 20,000 people in our Facebook communities and things like that, that it, I had two people I was really selling to. I was selling not only to the to the kids, right? But I was also selling to the moms. So mm-hmm. I had to think about a way that I was not just a baby store. And that's where, mm-hmm. again, focusing on Finley and me, which is, you know, ultimately creating childhood memories through play, love and travel. 
is that it wasn't just about selling the product. It was about how they connect as a family, what emo- what memories are they creating? Mm-hmm. And through that, I was able to sprinkle in the products, but I was also e- equal a- uh, equally able to speak about things like mental health. Because um, again, I realized I can't just keep writing blog articles about the top 10 educational toys. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to work all the time. So yes, yeah, so no, but it, it took time though, right? It's like, again, you really have to understand your ideal client, what, what ticks, what doesn't, you know, all those boxes, which I'm sure we'll talk more about probably throughout this um, episode. Yeah. So in regards to getting really into then the, the um, five ways to make your messaging stand out, it's great and it's going to be practical. And I think though we need to kind of back it up a little bit before we get into the actual five ways. And as I talked about in my introduction, the world currently is that it is clutter everywhere. It is, and it's getting harder and harder to hold people's attention. And because of this, as you know, and you would agree, and I agree with you, is that you must have a strong marketing message. So I guess for me, but so that we can kind of lay the parameter for everyone, can you describe for me what is a marketing message just so that we're all on the same page moving forward for the episode? Awesome. Yes. So to me, I think there's a really important distinction that I need to make because there are there's a real blurring of the lines sometimes when we consider what a message is. And I remember early in my um, business journey, I had this one particular coach who would beat her drums and, you know, almost want to shake me go, but yes, but what is the message you want to shake the world with? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I, I just, I didn't really feel like I had a message because I, at the time, I wasn't out there to transform the world. Like I started my business to change my world, you know, to create an income for my family, to create a kind of lifestyle that would work for us. And so when, when I was hearing this, you know, what's your message, what's on your heart to share? And I was like, well, I don't really, like I felt like anything that I could use to answer that question would either be totally disingenuous Uh or shallow. Yes. So I really got a bit paralyzed by that in the early days and thinking, well, I don't really have anything to share. And I've realized over time that what was happening there is there was a real blurring of the lines between your mission and your message. Yes. So I think she was really wanting me to uncover my mission. Like what is it that's driving me and motivating me in my business? But I was mixing that up and I think she was mixing that up as well as to what is it that I'm actually trying to communicate to everyone. So here's the distinction that I like to make now. Your messaging doesn't have to be this earth shattering soul, you know, crumbling thing. It, It is simply the way that you articulate what you do in a way that makes the right people sit up and pay attention, and most importantly, in a way that actually compels them to take action. Mm -hmm. And do you think that there's different types? I know we won't get into this in a minute, but it just come to me then is, is like, that you're marking a message, obviously, when someone lands on your website, you've got your kind of, you know, hero image, and you've got a really strong message right there. But mm-hmm. would you also say for those that are out there, are there different types of marketing messages that they need to be looking at? Um, well, I would say, again, here's where people can get a little bit confused. Sometimes when people think about messaging, they immediately go to copywriting. Okay. Yep. This is what I'm trying to get at because people go copy messaging, copy messaging. So that's good that let's have a distinction then between that marketing message versus copy. Yeah. Okay. So when I think of messaging, I think of the entire way that you communicate 
what it is that you do. So messaging to me, it's obviously in your copywriting, that's a big part of it. But messaging comes through in your branding, in your images, in the way that you show up on a Facebook live. It's in the way that you present your offer on a sales call. Like messaging is infused into all of those things to communicate, well, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I've got to offer. And this is why you would want it. So to me, it's this like foundational thing that you have to feel really clear about because it literally infuses everything that you do. And it it tells so much of a story to the people that you want to make pay attention. So, all right, perfect. So we've got, it's like, again, it's this more, and this is what I was trying to get at. It is more than just a simple little message. It is actually collectively, do you mean, as you use the word infused Mm -hmm. um, and, and how you present your business, correct? Yeah, exactly. And I would say to to round it off with that whole mission versus message thing, I think your message can be informed by your mission and, you know, probably your message is also, again, infused a little bit with your mission. But to me, they're very distinct things. And I think your mission is what drives you and your message is how you communicate why anybody should give a shit, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And you could also go, I guess, in saying that your mission is a lot more about you. Yes. Right? Whereas your marketing message is more about the client, like the people you're trying to reach. Absolutely. Because, oh gosh, that's one of the mistakes I see people making. And I know we'll get to that a little bit later, but some people will lead their communication online going, I'm so passionate about this because I believe in me. And I get the, I get the desire to do that. But one of the primary questions that most of our audience, whether they're consciously thinking this or not, they're constantly looking for that. Well, why should I give a shit factor? Yeah, but what's in it for me? And if great that you're passionate about it, thumbs up, you know, good job, but what's in it for me? And that's where your messaging really needs to take that turn to consider, well, what does this person care about? What will make them sit up and pay attention and help them to realize that I'm the answer for them instead of me just going, hey, look at all the reasons why I'm amazing. We need to look at the reasons why this person would care. And care, but also convert, really. Because yes. at the end of it, you're just not doing this for shits and giggles, really. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Because if that's the case, I guess either we all be millionaires or we all would just be making no money, really. You yeah. know, like there's more to it. So, so I guess my next kind of question is, why do you think businesses are missing this really crucial key step? Uh, to me, and I'm using my own experience largely in this, but also what I see a lot of my clients doing, it's this intense desire to want to rush ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, we are bombarded by all these webinars and podcasts and all this stuff that talk about these six and seven figure business strategies. Like here's how you make seven figures. And we're trying to apply those six and seven figure business strategies to our zero figure businesses. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I, <laughs> I came from a background of being a really high achiever in my, in my career. And so I didn't really want to start at the beginning. When I stepped across into this, you know, online business world, I was like, yeah, yeah, but I'm already successful. I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to skip right ahead to step seven, eight, and nine. Again, yeah. not a conscious thing, a totally unconscious thing, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideal client. Yep. Got it. Oh, yep. Messaging. Yep. Got it. And so I think there's this desire to rush ahead and just go, okay, but how do I make the money? 
Mm-hmm. And, and there's also that it's not just that, but sometimes it's like almost an emergency situation. Like I got to make money to feed my family. And there, yes. and I think, again, like you said, they're bypassing some of these crucial elements. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> I was so focused on how do I make the money? Like, what's the strategy? Is it YouTube? Is it, you know, webinars? Is it funnels? What is it? And so I was trying to rush ahead to get to the answer. But when I stopped and just went, hang on a minute, I don't even know what I'm saying here. I don't even know why people, like, what is it that I'm even selling? It wasn't until I really stopped and paired it right back to the absolute fundamentals. That was the thing I'd been skipping over in a rush to make money, but that was the thing that when I stopped and came back to it, made the entire difference. I went from struggling to sell single sessions, like forget packages, I was struggling to even sell single coaching sessions at the time. But the minute that I went back to those fundamentals, and for me, it's three things. It's your messaging. It's having a really irresistible offer that people can't say no to. And it's feeling comfortable and confident selling it. When I focus back on those three fundamentals, I went from struggling to sell single sessions to I did this one two-minute live stream where I just shared a message that I had worked on. I'm like, I'm really excited. This is what I'm going to focus on two minute live stream, totally unplanned. I was rushing out the door to get my kids from school, but that live stream, all of a sudden people in the comments were saying, Oh my God, that's exactly what I need help with. Oh my God, I need to talk to you. And that two minute live stream turned into my first ever three premium level clients and seven and a half thousand dollars in five days. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. So if I want to make money, this is where I need to focus. (laughs) And listen, you're preaching to me because it's, it's, uh, I couldn't agree more here. I mean, that's one of the core things is, you know, for example, you've got a lot of business coaches, mm-hmm. business coach, business coach, business coach. But again, what's the differentials, right? Yeah. Like, again, what is it that you do? And I think, you know, this is why I believe a lot of people get screwed over by business coaches is A, I don't think a lot of them have ever had experience. B, I don't think they actually know what they do, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why, again, for me, I've worked really hard because I, I believe I'm a firm believer there's a lot of coaches out there that are all about, you don't need a website. You don't need this. You don't need that. You just need a good product. Just start selling. Mm. I'm like, well, how are you going to sell to them? How are you going to create content? How are you going to do all this? If you don't actually know what it is like, that's going to cut through the noise. Like it it confuses me. So Mm. I'm a firm believer. And that's what I'm known for is that, you know, you're the business coach that focuses on developing the foundational framework and strategies to grow the business up because Mm. far too many businesses, I think what probably you experienced too, is that they'll come to me and they're a business made of hay or a business made of straw, similar to like the three little pigs. They're yeah. standing and the structure is there, but it wouldn't take much for the shit to crumble yeah. <laughs> and be done. And so the way I kind of work with all my clients is we do, we go back to exactly what you're talking about, you know, and it's even things like, you know, what is your why? Why are you passionate? Even, but, and you know, then we look at like, do you actually have a product that's viable? Mm. You know, then looking at your ideal client, but again, messaging is a huge part of that also, because if you're not clear from that, then I don't know how you do sales funnels, email sequences and anything else. If you don't have clear messaging. I tell you what, the number of calls that I've had with people where they're like, oh, I just need some help with my funnel or I just want some ideas to, you know, get this offer selling. And I'm like, okay, so tell me why I'd want this. Uh-huh. And they can't answer it. Like, tell me what you do. Uh, um, oh, well, I kind of, and like, they can't answer 
those kind of questions. And that's not to be disrespectful or, or judgmental because I, so many people just skip over it. Yes. And it's, it's so telling when you're trying to apply this strategy, but you can't answer a simple question of, okay, but tell me, what am I going to get out of this? Why would I want it? And that's where a lot of the time I'm bringing my clients back from, <laughs> like they've been charging ahead and it's really bringing people back from that charge and just saying the way to make that funnel work, the way to make that strategy work, the way to make people click on anything on your website is to get clear on these basic fundamentals of this. Yep. 100%. So why do you think, or not even why do you think, I guess I would go to is what are some of the key mistakes then? So we know, for example, so I get, sorry. So we've talked about why our business is missing this key step. Well, I guess what I'd like to know then is if they're missing this key step because they're wanting to go too quickly ahead mm-hmm. um, and they're just forgetting it. What can you talk to people out there that are going, yep, that's probably me. Yep. You know, they've caught, you know, I'm there at least I'm not seeing them face to face, but you know, I'm, I'm shaking my head as I'm driving the car or whatever. Can you talk to people about then why they need to go back to those foundations and what are some of the benefits of having a clear message for your brand? Sure. Well, I mean, the biggest benefit is people are actually going to get what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you hang out at networking events and people are like, oh, so what do you do? And you give them an answer and they say, oh, that's nice. Or, you know, they'll quietly back away to the drinks table <laughs> so they don't have to continue the conversation. You know, people will actually get what it is that you do. And most importantly, if you have a really strong and compelling message, the right people will want it, you know. Mm-hmm. My, my group coaching program is called, oh my God, I need that because that is what a strong and compelling message will get your dream people to say about your offer. Yeah. If you have people saying, oh my God, that's exactly what I need, then that you're on the money, right? So people will get what you do and it is exhausting with the amount of content and strategies and all the stuff that we're trying to do. It's like we're on this, the hamster on the wheel, right? You are pouring so much time and energy into creating content and putting offers out there. And if your messaging isn't on point, then all you hear is crickets. Mm -hmm. Or you get a lot of great engagement, but it doesn't turn into sales. It's the wrong people. You're not meeting their needs. Yeah, or you're just not helping them realize how they actually need you and why they need to take that next step. Like my early content, I used to get so much engagement of people saying, oh, this is so inspirational. Thank you so much. And I was like, great, but are you going to buy anything? (laughs) You know, it was really, I was missing that step of how do I actually engage with people and get them to connect with me, but then show them why this next step is exactly the one that they need to take. And they that need. was what was missing for me for sure. So that's the benefits. Then in your experience, obviously both you can draw on your own or with the people that you've been working with and you've t- touched upon it a minute ago, but what are you seeing, I guess, as a, maybe a pattern or just in general, some of the key mistakes people make with their messaging for those that are doing it and not skipping over it? Sure. Um, Probably one of the biggest, which is a struggle for a lot of people, is trying to appeal to too many, Mm -hmm. wanting to have a message that appeals to the masses. And I'm sure you talk about a lot, and I'm sure some people are really sick of hearing it, but there is a real need. If you are not getting the kind of traction that you want in your business, there is a real need to niche down and get more specific about what it is that you do. And you touched on this before because 
in my early days of business, I was like, I'm a business coach. I'm a business coach. And I was a business coach who didn't really have a business, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yep. which is embarrassing to admit. But at the time I was like, but I, I know I can help people, but I totally. really, I had nothing of substance, mm-hmm. nothing of substance, but I didn't have enough substance to really be making that claim. Yep. But when I dialed down and went, okay, so forget business coaching overall, because it's very crowded and nobody's hearing me. What is something that I can specialize in? What is a focus that I can narrow down in? And then for me at the time, it was messaging. And that, as soon as I narrowed down my focus and and became a bit more niched, that's when people all of a sudden got it. They, they might've vaguely thought they needed a business coach, but when I say, Hey, do you struggle with this? They went, oh, yes, that's what I need help with. Yeah. So I think trying to appeal to too many people is one of the biggest mistakes I see people making. Yep. And then another would probably be being really vague, you know, claiming outcomes and benefits like, you know, when you do this, you'll feel so much happier and you'll have a better life or you'll be able to take your business to the next level. Yeah. That all sounds great, but it's not tangible. It's not something that I can try on and look at myself in the mirror and go, how does this feel? Like Mm -hmm. I, I, it's really hard for me to contextualize what that outcome would look like. Mm -hmm. So if you can stop being vague and actually give more specific examples, like when you do this, you will be able to put a post up there and get this flood of likes and comments from the right kind of people who are, who are going to become buyers. Like that's not a great example, but just something that is specific that I could actually see happening. I could imagine that and I could go, wow, that would be amazing if I could actually have that outcome. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think too, it's like you said, that it's, there is, it's just so vague out there, right? Like it, it, even though they're shaking their head going, yeah, I want to go next level you're again, that's every, who doesn't want to go next level, right? What what does that look like? What does that feel like? You know, what would be specific examples of what next level would look like for me so that I know if I even want that? Exactly right. And so people are going, shaking their head going, yeah, I think I do. Oh no. Okay. Maybe I don't. And then it's like, okay, whatever. Fuck it. I just won't do anything. Right. Or, and I also think people look at at the external factors as to why people might buy, you know, like, yeah, I want to go next level. But when you really look at the internal factors Mm. that are meeting with the, you know, your ideal clients, like, yeah, that, that will allow me to be able to actually go to school and volunteer at my kid's class every yeah. single week because I've been missing out because I'm in corporate world. People can then see that and paint that picture mm-hmm. and go, actually, yeah, that is what I want. Yeah. That, that is very specific because that's, again, that's just an example of my ideal client market is that moms feel that they're missing out on being able to be active within their kids, you know, I mean, day-to-day activities because yeah. of X, Y, and Z. So for me, is I had to like kind of peel the layer one more step and go, yes. what is it exactly, do you know what I mean, that you can see? That's, that's it because so many people sit right at that surface level. And that's why when you go into Facebook groups that allow promotion, you'll see all these promo posts that start with the almost the identical phrase. Do you feel stuck? Are you frustrated? Are you tired and exhausted? And it's the same shit repeated in different ways. And it doesn't cut through because A, it sounds like everybody else and people go, I mean, sure. Yeah, I feel stuck, but it it doesn't hit me where it, I don't like to say it this way, but hit me where it hurts. Like it doesn't actually dig into what's really going on for me. Mm -hmm. But when you dig down one, one or even two more layers of, okay, let's look at stuck. 
how is that feeling of being stuck showing up for this person? Mm -hmm. What is that making them do? What's it making them think? What's it making them say to themselves? Like they're, what is the, that internal conversation that's going on in their mind when they're lying awake at night and they're like, man, if I could just, what's that fill in the blank? If I could just, if you can join that conversation, that's when your messaging really starts to connect. It doesn't connect at that surface level because that's where everyone plays. The minute you drill down and give me a specific example where if I'm your ideal client, I go, oh my God, that's like you're in my head. Like, how did you know? Now you've got me. Now you've got my attention. And there's that immediate sense that, wow, if you know what I'm going through, you must know what to do about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, 100%. And so if you're looking at those key mistakes, so again, they're not niche down enough, they're being a bit too vague. Are there any other common trends with those mistakes that you see? Uh, probably the final one is people try to get a bit too clever. Uh Sometimes people want to come up with, you know, I'll, I'll ask, like, I talk a lot about your core message statement. Like what is that answer to the question? Hey, so what do you do? Some people try and make that sound really fancy. Like I, I want to come up with this really unique and inspiring or radically different way of saying that. And so we're trying to be clever, but so many people sacrifice being clear for being clever. Yes. And <laughs> you don't need to talk about how, you know, you're this transformologist, you know, you don't have to have this fancy way of saying it. Just say, I help women who are really struggling with their business to know exactly the steps that they need to take to get moving. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be fancy. It just clear over clever wins every single time. Yeah. And again, so that's one of the key mistakes you're seeing is people are trying to be super cheeky or super clever using even jargon, you know, that half yeah. the people don't even understand. Whereas again, if you're just clear and precise, and even if you have some of those other elements, you're probably still further in the, further in the game with the clear messaging than someone who isn't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some people think that a clear statement, like, you know, I help women who are struggling with their business well, but that doesn't sound impressive enough. <laughs> well, right. It doesn't have to sound impressive. It just has to sound like something that you need. Yep, exactly right. And that, again, and even if they don't need, they can go, oh yeah, I was in this Facebook group and someone said that they needed this. Who was that lady again? Oh yeah, it was such and such. And let me just tag her because that's like, it's, it's not just about the people who you're talking to. It's who are they going to talk it to? Who are they exactly. promoting you about? You know? Yeah. So, so then let me ask you this is, for those that are going, okay, yep, you know, why do you think businesses are missing this? And what are the benefits? And we've talked about the mistakes, but for all those businesses, you know, people that are listening today, are there any type of businesses that don't need a clear message? I was really racking my brains with this question (laughs) because I, I don't think so. Like I said at the, at the top of this interview, I think that there are messaging will vary from different businesses and the way that you go about it and the way that you aim to connect with your clients will vary. But I think ultimately, if you don't know how to articulate what you do in a way that makes the right people sit up and pay attention and compels them to take action, I don't know that you have much of a business. Yep. And I guess too, if you think about the point that any business owner at some stage is going to have to answer the question, what do you do? Yeah. Regardless of if you're selling cookies, candles, you know what I mean, plants, pens, you still have to be able to articulate it. And even if the most simplistic ways. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, whatever I'm selling, well, why would I buy this? Why would I choose this candle over that candle? Or, you know, and there's got to be some kind of clarity, at least. (laughs) You've got to be clear on what that message is yourself. Um, Because I think even for, for me, like, I know that once I got clear on my message, everything just started clicking into place. It was less about whether anybody else got it. When I felt really clear on it, that's when my confidence went through the roof because I was like, okay, now I've got this. Now I know what to put in that blog. Now I know what to say on that live stream. Now I know how to like actually convey that offer on a sales call with confidence because I just felt like I embodied that message myself. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. So those businesses out there that are probably, do you know what I mean? Maybe even the fetal position as we're talking, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Going, okay, yep. All right. This isn't, I'm always saying about my podcast, these are never, I don't want people to ever feel bad. It's about dropping insight and planting the seeds so that people can go, okay, actually, I probably do need to make this a priority. Yeah. Now, what do I need to do about it? So I'm always, I don't want people to ever fe- be in a fetal position, even though some may be, all right. My goal with any of my podcasts is to educate mm-hmm. and be able to give people you know, people that can help them such as yourself. So what are some of the ways, you know, kind of, you know, walk us through maybe four to five ways uh, that, that businesses can make their marketing message stand out? Great. Well, to me, there's really five steps and five components of getting clear on this message and really honing it. So the first step is to always identify and understand who your ideal client is. And I think I just heard the sound of a thousand eyeballs rolling back in their sockets of like, yeah, yeah, we know ideal client, like skip to the good stuff. But seriously, I, I, I have to be a bit, I can be a bit blunt sometimes with my clients, <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, really, if you knew this person, you wouldn't be having this problem. If you knew this person and how to communicate to them, your business would be doing better than it is. So mm-hmm. I don't say that to be harsh. I say that to be honest and to really emphasize that you can't skip over this part or think, yeah, yeah, I've got it. So knowing who this person is, and in particular, one thing that I think gets skipped over a lot with ideal client stuff is where along the journey are they? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we go, oh, she's a mom. um, She's got, you know, a couple of kids and, you know, she's running a business. Great. But where along the journey is she? How old are her kids? Are they in that toddler infancy stage? Are they primary school? Are they high school? Are they, you know, about to leave and become adults themselves? Where along the journey of motherhood? Where along the journey of business? Because depending on where I am along that journey, you could be helping with a particular problem, but the way that I see that problem, the way that I experience that problem, the way that it shows up for me, what it makes me think and feel and see and imagine and, and believe about myself will vary depending on how far along that journey I am. Mm-hmm. So step number one is identify, I, I sorry, <laughs> understanding, I'm trying to merge two words together there, understanding who that person is and where along the journey they are right now. Okay. Yep. Fantastic. And again, I totally agree. It's one of the first things I too, I'm like, it's not just they're between 50 and 84. Mm-hmm. They've got eight cats, <laughs> older kids, couple older. Yeah. So it's like, again, and this is why, again, you can all roll your eyes because the majority of you will probably be sitting there going, shit, I'm out. Like I've just been found out because it isn't like you, 
to me, it's like, I even go as far as naming that ideal client, um, you know, and making like, it is, it's almost like you're having an intimate relationship to some degree with this person. Like you should really know the ins and outs of who you're talking to. Like where, you know, where are they consuming information? How are they consuming information? Mm -hmm. Um, where do they eat? Right? Like, where do they, um, what do they do on holidays? You know, like, oh yeah, well they go on holidays. Okay, great. But are they like an adventurous, like, they do quad riding, they jump out of planes, they do this, or are they more a beachy type of person? Because again, it's going to come back to, if you don't have the clear messaging, you're not going to get the sales, you're not going to be able to write content, the connection's not going to be there, and eventually you're going to have to close up shop. So yeah. y'all can roll your eyes, but I totally agree, you have to know and understand who your ideal client is. Yeah. So what's kind of step number two then? Before we move on to that, I might just clarify one thing because, and I, I'm not meaning to disagree with you here, but I just want to yep. add an, another flavor to sure, it. Sure, 100%. What I feel, I think the reason why so many people roll their eyes about ideal client stuff is that there are a lot of questionnaires that dig into things that a lot of people see as irrelevant, like yes. what color their eyes are, what kind of underpants they wear. Like, yep. and. So we've filled out these thousands of questionnaires to try and dig into our ideal client, but then we're left going, but what do I actually do with that? Yes. And so for me, the really important things to understand, which comes into step two anyway, is given that this is where they are along the journey, what's going on for them right now? Mm -hmm. So I'll use a quick analogy. I want you to imagine that there's this really long canyon and there's super tall cliffs either side your ideal client is standing on one of those cliffs right now and that cliff represents their current hell. So the shitty place they find themselves in, the the experience that they're having, the frustrations that they're having, something is going on for them right now that they are not happy about. And I think sometimes we can get somewhat distracted with, you know, what you were saying, the adventure holidays or the beachy holidays. Like sometimes we we get caught up in that kind of information, which is all useful in forming this picture. But then we get frustrated with it and we're glossing over what actually matters. So if this person is standing on that cliff, which I would consider their hell, okay, what's going on for them? What does life look like? How is that problem showing up for them? What's it making them think? What's it making them feel? All of that kind of thing. And they are gazing across that canyon at the other side of the cliff and that side of the cliff represents their heaven. Yep. What do they want life to look like instead? If they could wave their magic wand and teleport over to that side, how would they want life to look? Now what's going on for them? Now how do they feel? Now what do they say to themselves when they're lying awake at night? What has shifted for them? Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're doing the absolute bare minimum of ideal client stuff, that's the conversation that you need to be connecting with. What does their hell look like on a specific and tangible level? And what does their heaven look like? And it's not, you know, I'll have lost weight and I'll feel better and I'll have more energy. No, give me more than that. Like specific examples of what does life look like on a daily basis now? What do I say to myself? All of that sort of thing. And that's again, where I think about is that, and I agree that a lot of the ideal clients will touch on that very superficial external, mm. but they're not going into the internal stuff about how, and you used a key word there, shift, right? Mm. How is your product or services going to take them from one and shift them to the next to get them there? And that's where, again, that internal unpacking needs to happen. Absolutely. And that's where step three comes in mm-hmm. because 
if they are on one side of the cliff on their hell and they want to get to the other side of the cliff, their heaven, your offer becomes the bridge between the two. Mm -hmm. And another mistake I see a lot of people making with their messaging is they want to lead with that bridge. Here's my amazing approach. Here's this awesome modality that I use. Here's my 10 session coaching package. They are leading with the bridge, but you haven't yet connected with if this is where you are and this is where you want to be, that's why you would need my bridge. Mm -hmm. So we're getting that whole process just flipped upside down. So step one is understanding who this person is and where along the journey they are. Mm -hmm. Step two is getting a really clear picture of what their hell looks like and what their heaven looks like. Step three is understanding how to really position your service as the thing that's going to take them from one side of the cliff to the other. Yep. And what are some of the things that people could, again, what's a good position as an example and what's a bad position that you see or people when they're trying to position themselves? As in their offer? Right. Yep. So give me an example of like a bad offer where you, because other people might be going, well, how do I know? You know, so, and obviously each business is going to be very individualized, but if they need to understand what's the position that they need to have and what it is that they're offering, can you give us an example of either like how maybe they would go, how would they go about doing that? Or how do they know? Cause some people listening are going to go, no, I'm set. I'm good. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm like awesome. So how do they even identify if they've got, if they, do you know what I mean? if they are understanding how to position themselves correctly or not. Great. So again, this is be a question that comes up on most of my discovery calls where some, I say, okay, so tell me about your offer. Like what, what have you actually got to sell? And they'll say, well, um, so it's a 10 session package. Uh, we meet weekly and we have 45 minute sessions over zoom and they get email support. I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> because that's not how you position an offer. Mm -hmm. I'm not investing in work with you because you do 10 sessions. I'm not thinking, yeah, she does them over Zoom. That's awesome because I hate Skype. Like that's not a selling factor for me. Yeah. (laughs) And so I would say if you want to position your offer, you need to show me how, A, that this is going to take me from one side of the cliff to the other. Yep. But B, I need to understand that your approach is the way that I want to do it, mm-hmm. that what are the outcomes I'm going to get from working with you? And we need to make sure that we're, first of all, clear on what those outcomes are, but how to articulate them in a way that people want it. You know, So if somebody says to me, okay, tell me about working with you, I'm going to tell them, all right, well, first, we're going to get really clear on this because that's going to allow you to this. So I'm breaking down instead of going module one, module two, module three, or or getting caught in logistics, I'm talking about this is the outcome that you're going to get from this. And here's why that outcome is really important for you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So if you go back to the example though, of the discovery call, right. Mm -hmm. And they've gone, yep. So it's not, again, I just want to make sure that people are understanding it. So it's not so much about like, yeah, you get 45 minutes, high fives, we get zoom and we're going to meet for two hours. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you really want to be able to position yourself as again, taking them from that hell to that heaven. And what are those positive outcomes going to look like? Yeah. And it's, it's making sure that I'm positioning it in a way that this person will care about. And again, this is why you have to understand your ideal client because what matters to the mum of the toddler is very different to what matters to the 65-year-old mum whose children have well and truly left home. Yeah. The the outcomes that I 
am going to get or the the reason I would want those outcomes really varies. So you just, yeah, you you can't skip over step one because that's going to inform all the rest of these steps as well. But it's making sure that you get, that you understand what is this outcome and that you get how it's going to benefit you and that that's really connecting with what you ultimately want. Yep. Fantastic. So that's step three. And then what leads us to step four? So step four is one that I think a lot of people either aren't aware of or don't consider enough. And this is understanding, well, I call it your through line and your through line is essentially the thing that you need your potential clients to understand or buy into or believe in order to feel like your service is the answer to for them. Yep. So what I mean by that is if I use myself as an example, I need my ideal clients to understand that it doesn't matter if you've got a pretty website, it doesn't matter if you've got a funnel, it doesn't matter if you've got this most amazing branding shoot, if you can't articulate what you do in compelling and juicy language, then none of that other stuff's going to work. Mm-hmm. So that's my through line for people to buy into my work. They need to believe that too. I need to convince them (laughs) that that this is, is what they need to believe. So have a bit of a think about what that through line needs to be for you. What is the perspective shift that people need to have? You know, maybe you're a weight loss coach, but maybe you don't worry about diets or exercise. You just worry about the mindset. Okay. So what's your through line? What do people need to understand? to buy into your approach. And with your through line, when you're clear on that, I call it a through line because that means this is essentially the the central theme of your work. Anytime you do a live stream, anytime you do a blog, you need to be bringing it back to this through line because, hey, in order for you to get on board with me, this is what you ultimately need to understand. This is what it's truly about. Mm -hmm. So it becomes this little central line that weaves its way through everything that you do to help people get on board with your particular approach. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And again, you can't really get the through line if we don't go back to knowing who your ideal client is and understanding what they need. Yeah, because if, if they are at this point on their journey, they might not be in a position to accept your offer. So mm-hmm. we need to educate them on this is what you need to understand. This is what you need to believe. And for some people, that'll be an instant, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Like I'm so in. Mm-hmm. And for other people, it's a bit of a slower burn where they need to see a number of your blogs or posts to really get, a, get around what, what you're trying to position yourself as. No, fantastic. And the last kind of step that people need to take to make their marketing message stand out. Yeah. I mean, the the last step to really get clear on this message and to make sure it stands out is to share it, speak it over and over and over again, because I will have a lot of people like I'll, I'll help people write a, a promo post for, you know, here's how you book this call. Um, so we'll, we'll craft this promo post and they'll take it out there and they'll go, oh, Mel, it it was really good, but I I just heard crickets, like nobody snapped it up. And then they'll go, what do I need to change about it? It's like, hang on a minute. (laughs) We don't post something once and then go, okay, great. So what do I need to change? We need to practice and practice and share and share our message. We need to get really comfortable saying the same thing in a thousand different ways because something will catch for people, something will grab their attention. And we need to use that feedback 
to inform how we then shift our message. Mm-hmm. So I have examples of people who, you know, they'll they'll put an offer out there and they might get clients um, who book their, their introductory call and they'll circle back to me and just go, oh, wow, they were totally not the right clients. And I go, great, well, let's have a look at that post again. And you can see it plain as day. Well, no wonder that kind of person applied for the call because look at what we said here. Like we essentially invited them. And sometimes you can't see that stuff until you get the feedback from an audience, you know. So you can't sit in your cave, you know, trying to perfect and tweak your messaging. The only way to perfect it is to share it and say it over and over and over again and get feedback get interaction from that live audience, see what comes back to you and then let that inform mm-hmm. whether you need to make any tweaks. And again, I think, you know, uh, the fact that algorithms pay a huge thing and sometimes only, yeah, we're lucky if probably 1% of people are even seeing what we're posting, right? Like <laughs> it's that repetitiveness, you know, and, you know, I, I can appreciate that because the beginning I used to just be like, yeah, hey, and jump right in where now I'm like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. This is how I help. Right. So it's kind of like one of those things, like you have to constantly be reminding people and sometimes they might not be ready for you now, but then also they've got a light bulb moment and they're like, Oh, now I get it. Do you know exactly. what I mean? That works. Exactly. Um, this is a long-term game with anything, <laughs> any strategy that you use, you have to be prepared to go at it. And, and I do see people who try something and they, they don't get that immediate traction. They think they need to flip to something else. Sorry. You need to actually commit to sharing that message and, you know, having that be the thing that you just speak to over and over again until people start to respond. Mm-hmm. And, and it, or not respond. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Either yeah. way, the test still happen. And that's what I say all the time too, is that it might work now, but it might not work later. Like you're never, it's an evolution. You're never stopping testing, trying, tweaking, you know, doing like this, because as your business grows also, and you grow, your ideal clients sometimes will start to shift too. So you have to constantly be almost reassessing step one again on a regular basis, exactly. make sure that that message is now still equivalent to the person you initially said that you wanted to work with. Exactly. Yep. It always changes. So for those out there that are kind of going, okay, clearly, you know, my market messaging, do you know what I mean, is not standing out the way it needs to be. Uh, where can they find you uh, to be able to, again, kind of stalk you, do a mini stock? I'm all about good old mini stocks. Where can they stalk <laughs> you, find you, and be able to connect with you so they can, you know, get to see a little bit more about Melinda? You know what? I would actually love people to come across to YouTube. That's where I love hanging out at the moment. And I've got a bunch of videos on there that really dive into more specific topics around messaging and and the more individual components of it. And I'm just having a ball over on YouTube. So that would be the best place. You can search for Melinda Kitto on YouTube and, you know, have a bit of a Netflix style binge watch of some of my videos there. And if you find the right one that appeals to you, there's often a, like a download attached to those videos as well. So you can kind of get a little bit more absorbed in my world if if that's what you want to do. (laughs) Fantastic. And YouTube is a very hot spot at the moment. So yeah, so head over there. We'll have that link in the Uh, show notes also. And before we sign off though, just a reminder that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my very active Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. So head over there and join the community. Uh, But for the rest of you, have a fabulous day and I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again today, uh, Melinda, for everything. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure so many of the listeners do too. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. Bye, Anne.
Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au